This episode is brought to you by the Arvada Center because they're kicking off their summer concert series in June. Relax under the stars at the Arvada Center's outdoor amphitheater and take in acts like Melissa Etheridge, Big Richard, Tower of Power, Preservation Hall Jazz Band, The Spin Doctors, and so much more. Concerts are scheduled for June through September. You can find a whole schedule of events and get your tickets today at arvadacenter.org. That's arvadacenter.org. Today on CityCast Denver, the writer's strike is over, the actor's strike is over, and there's finally some good movies coming back to theaters. But at the same time, it looks like one of Denver's great old art houses is finally closing up shop for good. So it's a complicated time to be a movie fan. That's why today I've got my fellow film lover and CityCast newsletter editor Adrian Gonzalez back on to swap memories from the Esquire and swap picks for the best theaters in town. Today is Wednesday, November 15th. I'm Paul Caroli in for Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. CityCast newsletter editor Adrian Gonzalez, welcome back to CityCast Denver. Good morning, Paul. I feel like it's been a while. It has been a while. It's great to have you back on the show. Great to be here. Well, Adrian, I knew we had to talk this morning because movie lovers like us suffered a major blow this week, though perhaps not an unexpected blow, with Business Den's report right. that the owners of the Esquire Theater, one of Denver's oldest theaters built in 1927, uh, plan to close the place for good. Uh, this is news that uh, that has been kind of, like you said, it's not it's not unexpected. We've been hearing about, uh, you know, the, the cinemas has suffered a couple of different. There was a big flood, I believe, in 2018. They put it up for sale. No one tried. Uh, no one bought it during the pandemic. Uh, I mean, like the early days of the pandemic. It was like 2020. Mm-hmm. They just were like, we don't know when theaters are going to come back. They put it up for sale, and um, I think it was a, a, the article that I read said that the marketing firm that was working for them was the one that actually bought it. Huh. And that lease uh, looks like it ends in July or June of 2024 of next year. Um, and that's when the property will be uh, renovated. It'll be turned into businesses, like a, a mixed-use building. I saw that. That was so weird to me, Matt. Like, because they said they were going to keep the sign, the iconic Esquire <laughs> sign out front. Yeah. But it's going to be on like a restaurant and like offices and like I don't know. It's going to be so weird to drive past Sixth Avenue and see that. And uh, just know it's like, one of those things that hurts. I I, I kind of yeah. like that they're keeping the sign, but something about it just feels like rubbing salt on the wound. Like, yeah, I'm going to drive by and just remember how old I am and. You know, dream about old Denver. Yeah, this is an old Denver moment for me. This is like, this is one of my places. It wasn't my favorite theater. We'll talk about those in a few minutes, but this was an important place to me. I thought, I think it's a very good theater and I look forward to going back before they close for good. How about you, Adrian? Was this, was this a place for you? I love this place. I, so I lived in Cap Hill for, for a few years um, when I first moved to Denver. And this was one of the, this was actually, I think the first like movie date that I ever went on in Denver was at the Esquire Theater. <laughs> and it was just, I, I also love self-dates. I mean, I love just going to the movies by myself, getting a bag of popcorn. And sometimes Same. I would go to the, Same. go for the popcorn and just hang out and see what, like, what are you playing? I'm going to go in here. So it's a place that I've been to over the years and uh, certainly kind of miss it. I, I loved it when I lived in Cap Hill as well. And I think maybe we're getting to something with that. Like to have a movie theater in one of the few walkable neighborhoods, like what a, what a great just part of a you, you could really build a life around that place i remember seeing phantom thread the uh, paul thomas anderson with uh uh what's the guy's name he's like the greatest actor daniel day daniel lewis as the dressmaker 
such a great movie. But then like going with friends and walking down to Don's afterwards and just Uh-oh. sitting in like hanging out what over some night. drinks and like talking about the movie. I, I loved that. Like that's, that's not replaceable. Yeah. That, I didn't even really think about that because, um, well, just up the street in Congress Park, you have the C Film Center. There's not a lot of places walkable where you could go see a movie and then walk down to somewhere like Don's and, and get into debauchery and, and fight about the movie. Yeah. Well, see up in um, Congress Park, like you mentioned, uh, the Mayan is over on Broadway. And then, so here's my question for you, Adrian. Someone was speculating on the uh, Denver subreddit about why this closed, why the Esquire closed. And they were like, ever since the AMC moved in at 9th and Colorado, kind of like triangulating with the C and the Mayan, that the Esquire couldn't compete because their blockbuster movies are also being shown at the 9th and Colorado, whereas the art house stuff is also going to be at the C or the Mayan. And those are a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. And I think this uh, things like this tend to be a little more complicated than that, but that's certainly a big piece of it. I think Having a big movie theater, and one of the things that came out of the pandemic is a lot of those bigger movie theaters showing some of the art house. Uh, so you're seeing like A24 movies at the new AMC, which is something that was not that common back then. You would you would go to a place like the Esquire to see something like Phantom Thread, although that one was a little bigger. So maybe something something a little more art house, and then you go to the AMC for uh, superhero movies, something more mainstream. And so you know, shortly after the pandemic, this is something that changed a little bit. And so it's hard for a regular moviegoer that's maybe not a big film lover or doesn't know about art houses, you know, doesn't necessarily care about that. I just want to go see a movie. And you have a choice between heated seats, big old theater, super easy, I got my rewards program, they know my name, versus, you know, maybe less comfortable seats, harder showtimes to find. Um, for some folks, I think that's an easier choice to make. So I think that's certainly part of why this is this is essentially going to go out of business. But the movie industry is also changing over the last decade or so. Um, I think we mentioned this last time we talked about the movies, but it's kind of like the music industry. It's a it's an industry that's that's refused to not refused. I think that's a harsh word, but it's maybe not kept up with the changes in uh, between streaming and and some of the new technology that we've had. So hmm. it's it's in a weird place right now, and and this is this is you know, sadly, the consequence of, of not evolving or just evolving in general is that you, you tend to lose some of these places. You know, the thing about the seats I do think is really important to people. I was looking at the one star reviews for the Esquire, which is now a habit for me ever started ever <laughs> since we started doing the, um, the one star review game. I, they're yeah. so interesting to me. And I learned that, um, the Esquire, uh, a lot of people thought that the seats were too small. Like it was an accessibility issue. If you have a bigger body, you don't fit in a seat like that as well as you fit in the seats at AMC. That's like, that's, yeah, that's real. You know, you're going to lose people with that. That's a great point because that's, uh, that's partially why I, I love going to the Mayan and those seats felt slightly smaller than the, than the ones at the, uh, at the Esquire. But that's part of why I don't go as often. I, I love the vibe and I love the ambience, but man, it hurts like anything longer than an hour and a half. And I'm, I'm hurting afterwards. Mm -hmm. I'm just not a small human. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, let's start talking about some of these other great theaters that we still have uh, and uh, still celebrate. So we broke this down into categories. We're going to talk about some of our favorites, uh, swap some memories, some recollections. Uh, Best food and drink options. The movie theater with the best food and drink options, Adrian. What's, What's your pick for this category? Ah, I feel like you tricked me with this one. This is this one hurt me. It hurts my soul a little bit as a as a cinephile, right? There's a as a snobby part of me that that hates what? this system, but but it's hard to fight. It's hard to argue with the Alamo Draft House. 
um, there's there's something you know. I, I think in some part of me loving cinema as much as I do. There's some part that's like, don't ever talk to me. I can't even go pee when I go see a movie. I want complete silence. But dude, to just get a pizza and a beer at your seat and I don't have to get up and miss any of the movie, it's it's hard to argue with that. It really is. It's like a genuinely new thing. I think people don't give them enough credit for coming up with like a new business model for a movie theater and a new type of experience that is very yeah. good. Like the, the, the superior food and drink program, the fact that they'll serve you in the theater, the fact that they're super aggressive about lights on the phone, like, and I mean, we'll talk about it later, but the pre-show entertainment, <laughs> they just, they just have something going on. They're building one in Glendale, like a, maybe a 10 minute bike ride from my house. It's going to open in the next couple of years. I am so excited about oh, it. Paul. So excited. So whenever I see you're out of office, I know, I know where you'll be. <laughs> a little midday movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, the honorary mention, I just want to shout out. I, I, yes. Like on a daily basis, I had the popcorn at the Sea Film Center every day, like almost every day for lunch. And it's by far the best popcorn in town, I think. Is that how you're disclosing you used to work at Denver Film? <laughs> yeah, unbiased opinion here, but I've had the popcorn at just about every movie theater around Denver proper, and and this just it just can't compete. Hmm. Well, uh, the C is actually my pick for food and drink options as well. Um, I'm not really like a big snacker at the movie theater, I got to tell you, but I it's like I love having a little bit of alcohol in there. I will spend too much at the bar at the movie theater on like the the Indiana Jones themed cocktail, which was terrible or, you know, whatever. <laughs> but the sea the has a great bar. The sea has a great bar. Yes. I remember going there, getting like a, a gin martini, having it in a nice glass glass, like a proper glass. And they're not going to give me plastic to take in. And, uh, and going in and sitting in, I feel like an adult at the Sea Film Center. I just, I really enjoy that. I love that they have that bar. And I should call uh, our friend Keith and tell him to put that on the, like on the sign and on their marketing materials. I feel like an adult at the fi Film Center. <laughs> um, all right, Adrian, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on, Adrian. All right. This episode is brought to you by Pine Melon, the farmer's market delivered. Pine Melon is a next-generation grocery delivery app that partners with over 200 farmers, ranchers, and producers in Colorado to help make fresh, locally sourced foods available to the Denver community at fair prices. Get high-quality meats, eggs, and dairy from small local farms, fresh-baked breads from local bakeries, and more, as well as all of your favorite pantry staples. Best part is, Pine Melon offers same-day delivery to Denver and soon Boulder within a two-hour window, no subscription necessary. Save time in your busy schedule and get fresh and healthy groceries delivered right to your door. Join the movement and support local today. Use promo code CityCastDenver for $75 off your first delivery at PineMelon.com. That's PineMelon.com. Best box theater, best big box theater, the Cineplex, the classic. Big Cineplex. The suburban favorite. Yeah. What do you got here? Okay. Uh, we, we mentioned the new AMC on 9th and Colorado. Mm -hmm. That's been one of my favorites. Um, it's a big movie theater. Um, it opened in a weird time also during the pandemic. They were building it pre-pandemic, pre and it was just a weird time to get delayed and, and having to open. Um, they consistently struggle with staff, with um, like a lot of different businesses. Um, really? And so that can that can sort of hinder. Yeah, I mean, there was one day I think I can't remember what I was watching, but there was early on, right after they had opened, I go to see a movie, and I'm standing in line. I'm like the third person in line for popcorn, and it's taken forever because there's one you know there's one poor employee working there, hustling, busting their butt to to make popcorn and make drinks. I get up, I finally get my popcorn, and just like you, I want a nice cold cocktail or beer, so I go to their bar. 
which is a, a, a nice little bar. And uh, there's no one there. I waited, I think, for probably re- reasonably like five minutes. It felt like an hour because I was also almost late huh. for the movie. And sure enough, I look back and the same person that was making the popcorn was running back and forth to come make the drinks. Um, oh, my gosh. Which is just harsh, man. I, I, I felt so bad. I'd you know, leave a nice tip for them. But uh, s- certainly they've, their staffing has gotten a little better. Uh, but this is a this is a, a nice theater. Like I said, it's just it's hard to argue with just the coziness of a massive theater. It's nice and cold during the summer. Uh, now that mm-hmm. it's getting colder, the, they have heated seats uh, and their recliners, which you know some can argue against. But uh, sometimes I get a little too comfortable, and maybe I'm getting up there in age, uh, acting like a dad. Anytime a seat reclines during a movie, super easy <laughs> to just fall asleep. So. <laughs> um yeah that's dangerous you can't go full recline i like a half recline otherwise yeah i'm out yeah otherwise i'm taking a nap i'll get a third of the way through killers of the flower moon <laughs> uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that but um yeah that's 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 one of my favorites did you see it did you like I, it i did see it yeah um the funny part is I, I knew it's three and a half hours long i was so excited i dehydrated myself during the day and the night before i tried not to drink water that's how you do it people this is how you do it i didn't feel great after the movie obviously the 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 subject matter is is pretty intense but i was pretty dehydrated and then of course i chose to eat popcorn during the movie which is uh maybe a a salty mistake well yeah that's that's a cell phone that's that's okay (laughs) um yeah i liked it too harrowing harrowing lots of colorado ties in that movie too which was uh which was interesting yeah um you know what? Best big box theater? I have the exact same answer, Adrian. I think you said it beautifully. I love the seats of the AMC 9th in Colorado. I think that neighborhood, once they like recover from the pandemic and the, the commercial real estate market catches up and they can start to fill those like empty retail and restaurant spaces a little bit better, that's going to be one of the best neighborhoods in the city. Like, And that theater at the center of it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I, I, I really do love it. Oh, no, wait. Here's my actual answer. Forget that. Forget I said any of that. The <laughs> pavilions. The oh. Regal United Artists Denver Pavilions, which is I, I learned is the correct name. It's so good. It's it's like my favorite reason to go downtown. The parking garage underneath, they'll validate for four hours yeah. so you can get in mm-hmm. all of Killers of the Flower mm-hmm. Moon and not have to pay for parking. Um, and it's just like, it makes me feel like good about downtown, going to that theater, walking through the the little shopping area. I think you might be one of the last few remaining customers for them. It's obviously like a lot of downtown is struggling. It seems like it's less busy. It is. It is. You know what they, I think there are some customers that are like, this is like a community that I want to understand better. But I noticed when I went to see a movie there last, they show Bollywood flicks during the day, like right. regularly during the day on, on weekdays. Mm-hmm. Do you know why they do that? I'm not sure. No, I don't, I've never looked into why why they do that, but uh, I love that. Anytime you can have some cultural programming like that. Speaking of great programming, that's our next category, Adrian. All right. Um, so we're going to talk the movie theater with the most creative programming or best programming, aka who puts videos on the big screen that make you want to leave the small screen at home? Who you got? Who you got here, Adrian? Oh, man. The Esquire was was often pretty far up there because they have their midnight movies and they're just always bringing quirky movies. Rocky Horror Picture Show? Ah, uh, Yes. Uh, especially for a movie theater with just two two screens, is it's hard to bring variety when you're just working with two screens. Uh, but my pick is is the film center. I mean, the C Film Center, the programming there, obviously being run by by a larger organization like Denver Film, they're able to bring art house movies, some of the bigger title movies, not 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 a lot, but that's where I went to see Barbenheimer earlier this year. Great experience. Um, nice. And a lot of community driven centric uh, programming, right? So you have the Cine Latinx. Uh, film festival, which is focuses on some of those films. 
uh, Cinema Q, uh, which is LGBTQ film programming. It's it's just an all around whatever you're into. Uh, they've had Scream Screen there in the past. So if you're like a horror freak, that's that's just one of the coolest places to hang out and and, and see movies with with like minded people. You know, I've been thinking about going back to the sea. I, I know I'm going to go back in December because um, they're showing the new uh, Miyazaki, the new Studio Ghibli yes. film, The Boy and the Heron. Are you a yep. Ghibli guy? Absolutely. I'm so excited. Have you been like, have you watched any of the trailers or anything? No, I've kept myself I'm, it, just like dehyd- I'm dehydrating from the, the trailers. I don't want to see them. <laughs> I want to go fully blind. I Normally, I don't. Miyazaki said don't learn anything about it, so I'm following his instructions. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's usually how I am with uh, with movies. I'd like to go in blind. Oh, yeah? It's not always a great strategy, I will say. It's, it's gotten me into some movies. But honestly, even if it's a bad movie, I, I just love going to the movies. So it's, it's always an experience. Well, a collective experience. You got to have a real, you know, go through something with other people, with strangers. Where else do you do that? It's, it's cool. This message brought to you by the movie theater booster board. <laughs> um, did I do creative? No, no, no. Here's my pick for creative programming. Uh, Alamo Drafthouse. This is where I'm putting the Alamo. Yeah. And I'm giving it yeah. to them not just for the the pre-show entertainment, which I'm sure is like generalized. They probably make one package for the whole country, but it, they have like a very specific um, pre-show entertainment for every movie. It's individualized. So if it's like you're going to see a Marvel movie, they'll give you like a snippet of the cartoon version of the X-Men from the 90s. Right. Uh, and it's just a way of like placing the movie you're about to see in context and giving you touch points. And it just makes it more fun. It makes it a richer experience. And I just... I love that about the Alamo. Um, but they also have a uh, different kind of programming that's quite cool over at the uh, West Colfax location, especially. Zach Moss, the local stand-up, he hosts a regular stand-up show over there. I know they have music regularly. Um, the Alamo on West Colfax, that's the theater to go to if you want to make a movie into a night, into an evening. That's the place. And it's because of the, the creative programming. Show up early, show up late, or show up early, stay late. Love it. You're going to have a great time. I agree. It's, it's, uh, especially that one, the Sloan Lake one is, uh, it's been my favorite for, again, they just, they just know how to make it into a, a night. You show up, have a show, have a little cocktail. They bring you a pizza when you're in the movie. Um, it's a, it's a great space. I don't think I've actually been to the other one. There's, there's one more right in Denver. This is so I bad. I, I don't in, even um, go to the other one. No, there's one in the South, South side somewhere. I don't know. I, I never been to it either. And I think there might be one in Westminster. Not sure. Not sure. You know what I don't like about the uh, the Alamo is um, I learned once that the uh, they drop the check at a specific time in every movie. They drop it like 45 minutes from the end of the movie. So that's when the person comes through and drops your check. And I always thought like, that's a spoiler. I don't want to, I don't like that. That was a curse to know that. See, this is what I'm saying. This is, it's like ruining the experience of the, of the movie. Um yeah, I'm not, not a fan of that. Not a fan of that. So it also makes me feel hurried. It feels like as soon as the credits hit, I gotta get up and run. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. weird feeling. Um, all right, Adrian. Here we are. It's our last category, the main event. The main event. Best art house theater. This was the Esquire's category. I do not think it would win this category for me. There is another theater that I'm going to pick. I think for me, it's got to be Sonora Cinemas. Interesting. And this is the place that. This is this is the uh, the organization that took over the Elvis Cinemas once I closed down in, in Nevada, um, and what they do is they they bring programming, mainstream programming, and, and some art houses, some classics, uh, to bilingual audiences, so English and Spanish speakers. So they'll have uh, big movies with either Spanish subtitles or Spanish dub, um, and they'll bring Spanish language movies. 
which is cool, especially in a in a suburban uh, suburban place like Arvada. This is a place where obviously the Latino population is huge in, in Denver and around Colorado. But to be able to go if you if you're a bilingual uh, person or family, to be able to go see a movie and experience it the way that that feels most true to your heart, I think that's that's just priceless. We should get out there. We should go see a movie there. Absolutely. I wonder what they're playing. All right, Paul, tell me what yours is. My pleasure. I I thought we were going to have the same pick, but uh, I'll just. Be out here on my own, talking about the Mayan <laughs> Mayan theater. Clearly, yeah. not just the best art house, but the best theater in town. I mean, by a mile, it's gorgeous. Hot take. Uh, it, anyone who's, <laughs> I know, right? It's a like, the take. Mayan Warm is a take. good place, but yeah. it's a temp- <laughs> it's a real take, is what it is. It's the truth. Yes. Um, anyone who knows, yes. anyone who's driven past this place on South Broadway, they'd recognize it. It's um, it's a historic landmark. It's the classic Art Deco Mayan revival style. Opened in 1930, three years after the Esquire, but much more beautifully. Um, it's just like, I mean, there's got to be a few hundred seats in that main auditorium. They took the top uh, the top uh, deck and they split it into two smaller theaters. And I do not like those as much. I will always, right. I'll like always check and see what's, what's playing in the big one. And that'll sway yeah. my decisions a little bit. Um, but I like the bar upstairs. I like the Walgreens next door that sells the same candy that they sell at the Mayan. Um, what are you saying, Paul? Are you advocating for I, sneaking what, candy? What do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a small business. I want to support the Walgreens. Yeah, I mean the Mayan's the best. The, the Mayan's the best. You got you. Do you love the Mayan? Do you have, do you have good feelings for the Mayan, Adrian? I love I love the Mayan. I've had I have so many good memories, and I tell you what, this every time I walk by it. I take a, I just, I, I can't help but take a picture of day, night, sunset, nighttime when the lights are on. It's such a beautiful theater just sitting outside. I, I just want to take a picture of it. Um, and it, it's just, it's again, other than the seats, particularly in the upstairs theaters, the downstairs is not so bad. They, they, they're a little bit roomier. They're quite not as, as big as they should be maybe. But um, I think the last movie that we went to see, me and Joanna went to see a, uh, a midnight showing of Con Air. Oh, nice. Which is just, I mean, as a Nicolas Cage fan, Con Air is just a classic, man. It was, and it's such a great vibe when you go to a movie like that because everyone was screaming, laughing, just just like waiting for the punchlines. It's such a great experience. That's what the Mayan was built for. Yeah, that's exactly what the Mayan is, is for. Um, well, the Mayan, in case anyone knows, it, the historic landmark thing I mentioned, but it is a great story. If you're a movie lover like us, go look into this. There there was a whole thing back in the 80s when this bank wanted to take it over and redevelop the strip and then like neighbors bound together and fought to save it and, and they made it happen. So every time you go see a movie in the Mayan, you can uh, remember those Baker neighbors that, that, uh, that saved it. Wow. Wow. Adrian, we did it. Best movie theaters in Denver. How exciting. <laughs> Which, uh, what, what's the movie this fall you're most excited to see in one of these theaters? Oh, there's so many. Obviously, The Boy and the Heron we, we mentioned. Um, yeah. Napoleon, Ridley Scott teams up with Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, that, that's just uh, an epic one. Four Things. Uh, this one stars Emma Stone. It's a, a film by Yorgos Lanthimos. It's just like sexual debauchery, uh, which is it's just, I'm very excited. The Holdovers, I will mention too, it's, it starts uh, Paul Giamatti as a, just like a curmudgeon professor. The role he was born to play. Yes, I mean, it's it's Paul Giamatti. Um, and it reminds me a little bit of Dead Poets Society. Uh, has like an 80s feel, I believe it's it's set in the 80s. That that one looks very exciting. So lots, so many, so many movies, I can't name them all, but those are some of the ones I'm excited to see. You had me in Napoleon, that's the one for me. <laughs> I know I'm gonna love it. Yes. 
All right. Well, Adrian, thanks so much for joining me. This was fantastic. Thank you, Paul. This has been great. I'll please love to come on the show and, and talk about movies. You can do this all day. And, and listeners, we want to hear from you too. What's your favorite movie theater? Do you have any memories from the Esquire? Are you going to miss it? Are you celebrating its demise, perhaps? Leave us a voicemail or send us a text with your take on the best movie theaters in Denver. Uh, that phone number is 720-500-5418. Again, that phone number is 720-500-5418. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell Yorgos Lanthimos about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then.